Welcome to the Why Not Podcast with me, Chrissy Hawkins. In a world where everybody always asks why, I'm here to ask, why not? I'll be breaking down the mindsets of guests as well as my own in a bit to find out what makes people say, why not? Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, whatever time of the day or night it is that you are listening to the podcast. Hello, it's me again. Obviously, it's me, it's my podcast. Uh, So yeah, little bonus episode today. It kind of talks about where I am, who I am, where did I come from, all those kind of things. I talk about how I really got into the gym, how I found my way into personal training and also I have a little bit of a rant about taking responsibility at the end so sorry about that but sure look had to say it had to get off my chest so I hope you enjoy this and if you do give me a little shout on Instagram or like a review at the podcast now available on Apple Podcasts as well as Spotify and all good podcast hosting sites that's it anyway as I like to do with my new tagline. So sit down and relax and enjoy or walk and listen, whatever way you want to do it. I hope you enjoy and thank you again for listening. Okay, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good night. I don't know where or when you are listening to this, but here is a little podcast all about me. I'm so vain. Now, um, basically, I just thought it might be a good idea. We've been doing several episodes. I know we did the Q&A style before, but I think I thought it was about time that we did a little bit of background on Chrissy. This will go out as a bonus episode for you guys to decide whether or not you listen to. I'm trying to put out a lot of content right now, and I think it will be good for you to know a bit more about me. So, who am I? What do I do? What do I am? What do I am? That's not... English Chrissy but okay so I am Chrissy I am 29 clinging on to that for those last few months and I am from Dublin Ireland I am a personal trainer as you all probably know by now if you are new to the podcast this is what I do I think today I just want to dive deep in how I came to be in this type of profession and it kind of fell into it in a sense, not fell into it, but I'd say I'm going to go deep into my background and my life and all of that. Dun, dun, dun. It's really weird to be doing this because I don't talk about myself very often. I don't like talking about myself, but I think, is that a very Irish thing? I think it is. People be like, how are you? And you're like, oh, grand, dying on the inside, but I don't want you to ask me more questions. So that's it. Or you ask someone who they are or what did they do and they give you the very brief synopsis. We don't like taking compliments either, I think it's another thing. Anyway, I digress, as I do. So, I think if I look into it realistically, the reason I got into the gym and training when I was younger was... Now I'll say it's because my boyfriend got me into it, but really deep down... I think it was a form of protection. So growing up, I was always quite a tomboy. I loved climbing trees and playing football and all that stuff. But when we got to secondary school age, I was about a year older than most of my friends. 
they all turned on me which was very difficult to take because I didn't have a lot of friends in school and primary school anyway I was kind of the weird one I suppose that one class I think we all had one if you didn't it was probably you now primary school wasn't that bad to be fair I just didn't have many friends in primary school and people weren't I actually have to say people weren't bad to me in primary school I just don't think they liked me or maybe they did and they didn't care or they were indifferent but everyone seemed to have kind of friend groups that I was not part of and that's kind of hard when you're growing up because you don't know why you're different and it's not great for your confidence because it's weird when people don't like you (laughs) anyway that was a big thing growing up in primary school. I look back on it now and I think it is why I've struggled a lot to get to know people over the years or even like try and become friends with people. And anyway, as I said, I don't think it was particularly, I don't feel like I was bullied in primary school. I just don't think people liked me. Like my friend, one, I had one good friend in primary school, we're still friends now. And he went off to a different secondary school, but he was bullied. He had some pricks in his ear. He was full on bullied. But I can't really, I don't really feel like I was. I just don't think I was liked, basically. I wasn't part of any of the groups. I was kind of that side one who's always quiet and kind of involved, but not really. And even then, the only reason I might have been involved in some of the talk and stuff in classes because we were say alphabetically ordered and I ended up sitting beside people or in between people now this definitely changed after secondary school because the lads I was friends with they all went into the same secondary school as me the year after but they became friends with what I can only describe as the biggest arseholes I've ever met in my life they are literally like there's not many people I really hate (laughs) but these are (laughs) they're probably up there and anyway when they became friends with them to be like these guys they all just started bullying me and they they literally made my life hell, like trying to walk past the green I used to go on, they'd all yell man at me or, you know, if they saw me like that or like I've even, even years later, I've walked past and fire a ball at me. I'm just like, lad, seriously. Now, thankfully, I haven't seen them in the guts of eight years, so I don't have to worry about it. But like even into our late teens, there'd be shit like that. And you're like, oh, come on. So anyway, it got to the point that I really couldn't handle it and also in secondary school I didn't have a lot of friends either so it's not like I had could go I I sometimes came up to school on my own or I went my own way kind of thing so like I was kind of an easy target and anyway I ended up obviously telling a teacher because this was just getting like it was just like horrible just constantly like being yelled at and Anyway, of course, then they were mad that they got in trouble, but it stopped them to the most point. Like in school, it didn't go on anymore. But, you know, as I said, if I would walk past the green and, you know, they'd be like, <laughs> man, whatever. And it's just like, you know, when you're walking somewhere, right? 
and you see someone you don't like or someone who does stuff to you and you literally freeze up like you are literally like you know that pit in your stomach and it's it's awful like and it's like where i live is not a big place so very easy to run into them so it was just like awful like especially if you where they live walking past like you tense up and like all you could do was just ignore them and walk past because i tried responding and it just fueled their assholeness anyway um so i think as well coupled with the fact that I still didn't have many friends in secondary school. I did end up finding the kind of group of us. We were like all the outcasts used to hang out, like, you know, um, in my mid-teens or in my teens, I got into the whole rocker scene and I was like a nice emo kid growing up. And just for the record, I still love all that music and I listen to it regularly. Um, I still don't have my hair wear colours. Most people know my hair is pink at the moment. But... You know, I, I kind of found my vibe in a sense, like, you know, I was in, <laughs> I was hated everything and I hated life and, uh, and like, I swear to God that like that music was amazing for teen angst. Um, and anyway, I was never one of the popular kids. So it was, uh, it was a nice little group to fall into. We all hated everyone and we weren't part of it. And no, to be fair, we didn't, like, we didn't hate anyone. And again, as I said, in secondary school, the people in my year who would have been in my school and primary school and then obviously we had a few new people again they were fine there was never any problem with these people they just I was just not part of the group I just didn't fit with them and that was like that's okay and like, there was a few people from my year that were part of this group of rocker kids um that I didn't fit in with and again I never actually hold a grudge of anyone from my year it just was the way it was like they weren't bad people they weren't bad to me in fact the people in my year and that includes people who came to our school in secondary school so we had a very big year in secondary school we're all like for the most part really nice people a lot of different groups got on and intermingled after fourth year and somehow again I didn't fall into it even though I got involved in stuff but you know look this is what happens I don't hold a grudge against anyone from my year I've absolutely no problem with them and I just wanted to be known as them, the guys below me who were pricks, and they were awful. Um, so yeah, uh, secondary school, school in general was a tough time for me. And funnily enough, while I was in fourth year, we got to know a lot of people from the same year in Malahide. And I ha- actually really wanted to move to that school because I had friends there that I got on with. And my mom just kind of was like, I oh, you be grand. I had problems in school too, just do two more years, get on with it. Ooh, the Malahide school, sorry. The other school wasn't that, uh, that far. Like, it wasn't like I was making a big sacrifice to change. It kind of frustrated me that she wouldn't let me and apparently she never told my dad that either because he would have actually let me move and helped me move and that like that is something that frustrates me because I'd spend two more years in the school that I didn't get on well with maybe if I had more friends or enjoyed it more I would have done better in school in the sense that like I would have put more effort I would have like enjoyed going in I would have maybe not mitched off as much 
Um, Sal's mom. I did Mitch off a lot more in sixth year. But that said, like I've gone on pretty fine with my school and education. Um, but yeah, that one's kind of took a while to get over and it was annoying. But like at the end of the day, I can't change it now. So there's no point dwelling on it and be like, Whoa, they could have let me do that. And I, I'm actually still friends with the people I made friends with from that school, which also if I was to hold a grudge would really annoy me because I'm like, see, I made friends with these people. We're still friends. 10 years later, I don't speak to anyone from school except Yvonne and we became friends after school. So <laughs> this is, I think, an underlying reason as to why I got really into muscle building in the gym. Now, I've never been a bodybuilder. I've never been a bikini athlete, but I really like building strength. And I am quite strong. I'm small, but I'm strong. And when I started training, I did have that little bit of, ooh, I don't want to get bulky. I did do too much cardio. But I was always in the weight section doing stuff. And I really got into building strength and I was you know doing basic for a long time but I really did enjoy that and I think really that stems from underlying if I get big and strong it'll protect me I won't get big I'm tiny I'm five foot two um it, but I feel like if I was getting stronger and more muscular it would basically protect me from these people who have been horrible to me over the years so it became a thing of protection in a sense. I wouldn't have admitted it at the time, but I think now looking back on it, that's originally how I got into it. Now, when I started training in the gym, it was still a thing where girls didn't go near the weights. So not only was I coming in and lifting weights, I was walking in as the only girl in the boys section of the gym the weight section and is like to be honest it probably would have fed into that man mentality that they were giving me but in a sense i they, they were giving me but you know them calling me that but that didn't matter to me i suppose at this stage they weren't really they weren't in my life anymore i was out of school i kind of only got into the gym a little bit toward the end of school I really got into weight training in college, I think. I'm trying to think back now. It's been a long time. I left school 11 years ago, nearly 12 years ago. Eep. Only 12 years ago, yeah. 2009, didn't believe it. But anyway, as I said, I digress. I think, as I said, so I was getting stronger. I was going to protect, protect myself by being stronger and more muscular and even if I didn't feel mentally strong I was physically strong so I think that is really where it stemmed from and it was a journey I've had ups and downs I've gone on like gone to heavy strength to working back on machines to doing too much cardio to running, to not running, to weight training again. And I really, really started to feel 
like this was something I was really interested in and I loved learning about it and obviously my programs are always quite basic because before I became a trainer I didn't really know much about it and I wanted to learn more and I actually really liked teaching people I found like I used to train my sister and I knew a bit more than her that kind of thing and I enjoyed this and I enjoyed ex- like explaining and and I and learning from classes why you do stuff and asking trainers after classes why you do certain things so I was like maybe this could be a career option maybe being a PT would be something I could do and I went into it and I remember going to the course and I loved it like oh my god learning training styles all that kind of stuff I was like I am in the place even though we'd die through some classes like some of the things I'm qualified in like step aerobics like I've never wanted to do it but I'm glad I did it and learned it and know I don't want to do it exercise to music absolutely hated it I am so uncoordinated if I could have three left feet I would (laughs) um but again I'm glad it was something I did and I learned about and then also obviously the weight element was obviously up for me and all the sporting elements and stuff like that I thought that was really really interesting and even like putting uh putting programs together and stuff like that I was like this is this is me this is like my vibe and I was like I know I'm in the wrong right the right place at the time I was working in a jeweler's and I was working in retail and it was a job and I hated it I didn't yeah I hated it a bit but again that was my fault not my fault but you know and I was like, yeah, this is what I want to do. So when I got qualified, I actually took a job doing hours in a gym, a big commercial gym. Most of us will know it. (laughs) And that's where I started. So really big gym. And I started doing hours there. So I used to work nine to five in the job. And like in my uh, jeweler job and then I'd go home get changed and fly straight up to the gym because I used to live right beside the uh, the where I worked and I'd fly up to the gym and I'd be up there for six to nine to do shifts in the evening and I did that for several months and it was just great I started teaching classes I started like being in the gym environment all the time and like I was like yeah this is this is it like this is what I'm supposed to do and it's really funny because of the way I'd grown up and never really having confidence in myself I used to be terrified at speaking in front of people like I mean I used to do presentations on in college I kind of skipped over college along the way there because before I went to PT college I went to real air quotes college and 
I did uh, communication studies, incidentally, with a specialisation in audio recording, which I thought was a waste of time up until this year. And I had friends there, to be fair. And the reason I had friends there, I think, is because our, <laughs> the course I picked is hilarious. For someone who didn't speak to everyone, right? Who didn't speak to anyone, who wouldn't say boo to a sheep. I don't know. What's a boo to? Anyway, for someone who wouldn't talk to anyone, I ended up in a course which was full of extroverts. Like everyone thought because they were doing media studies, they were going to be like, the, re- the way I describe these people is they were all, I'm going to be famous. I don't know how, but it's going to happen. And that is the type of people I had in my course. And it was mad for someone like me who was like, <laughs> and uh, yeah, there was some um, absolute devastation when, cause you could specialize in audio photography or video and I remember when they did the presentation at the end of first year where you decide what you're going to specialize in and I went in there saying doing I want I want to do radio it's all I want to do the faces of so many people when they realize when you're doing video you're doing video production you're not doing acting to the most part like there might be a little bit of acting involved but they kind of thought they were going to do video to be in front of the camera when they realized there actually weren't so uh, I remember that reaction well of so many of these extroverted people being like, what? I'm going to be behind it? And that was quite amusing for me. So I had a couple of friends in, that I made in college. I'm still friends with these guys to this day as well. And they, the reason we were all friends is because we were all introverted, basically. We were not, we were not the out there type people on our course. And that's how we became friends, I think, to be honest. Like it was just not not our vibe and we kind of like shit what are we doing here <laughs> and anyway sorry no, none of us are working in the media now I wonder if that's the reason <laughs> but uh, anytime I had to do a college presentation to stand, stand up in front of the class there'd be about 20 people in the class because they were the big group break, broken down and I mean I would shake I would shake I would cough I would be dry I would be terrified I would stumble over my words that were written in front of me like I was so so nervous in front of people it just I was okay one-to-one but in front of people not not a good thing and anyway when I started working at this gym I started in January and it was a big gym you're talking minimum 20 people in a class and I was like starting out fresh out of uh, my qualification starting to uh take classes and I was like oh my god this is the most terrifying thing I've ever done in my life I don't like talking to three people at alone 20 and I had no choice I had to get up and learn and I did and now it really stood to me I think starting in a big big environment like that actually really really helps now when I work in a smaller one-to-one base with people because when you've taught a class with 30 people looking at you and then you have classes that are no more than 10 to 15 20 maybe like it's nothing like I, I the gym I moved to next was actually a lot smaller and I remember the spin studio where we were was like 29 bikes and I went down to like 16 and you're actually teaching in the gym so like people are working out behind you and actually like that didn't I didn't even phase me because I've been in these big massive classes and our the 
where you did the classes in the old gym as well was in the middle of the gym so you had to be loud you had to be motivational and all this stuff and I found coming into scenarios where I'm with new new groups and it's a lot easier to project that because it's easier to do that to a smaller group than a big massive one and it's crazy the turnaround and the confidence shift it gave me by becoming that person and like if you'd have told 15 year old me that I was going to be in charge of classes with multiple people and telling them what to do and just being like yep yeah you do that I would have been like what no I don't talk to people get out <laughs> so uh yeah it's just crazy how it can change now I also love it and it's just as I said I'm in the place I want to be so I think that helps when you have a passion for it it really changes changes things and I don't know like I'm one for always stretching my comfort zone or trying no I'm not one for it to be honest I fell into a pattern of comfort with it for a while there over a couple of years and I kind of my standards slipped and it wasn't I fell back into old routines in the sense that what I was doing was easy so it wasn't hard anymore so like it was a massive step for me and my confidence by putting myself out there as someone who never liked being out there and then you get to know everyone especially in the smaller gyms you get to know them you get kind of in a sense complacent and you just go through the motions which like I found the next two gyms kind of happened because you weren't ever doing anything that was going to progress people you were just like okay they want to make life difficult they want it to be hard let's do that which like it's kind of smaller commercial gyms it's why people don't really make changes they don't they come to the class all the time and still can't uh, figure out why things aren't changing but they're not following any plan they're just going to get hammered every every day I mean by exercise not by by uh alcohol but they might be doing that after I don't know whatever they do after it's not my problem so that kind of falls into a stagnation you stop learning you don't really do like you don't get a lot of PT or you know working one-to-one people uh which makes it a very difficult to grow and that's also part of the reason I end up moving into a semi-private gym and the class structure there is obviously much better because we have a program that you follow for a month there and we try to you know get people to progress during it if you are doing the class structures and then there's also pd which is all your personalized all that added extra that that you look for and it's really funny because it almost felt like starting again when i went back to this place and it was like no problem with the directing the classes and helping stuff like that but i gotten into such bad habits from stagnation in the last gym that last two gyms that like I really really needed to work hard to get back up to the standard that I had been when I started not that I had to work hard but like it's like I forgot that I could do it and I was it's like almost becoming a beginner again 
because my mind had just gone, I hadn't thought about stuff for so long, I began to overthink stuff. And instead of, like, I'm always willing to learn. I always, like, ask questions. I'm happy for feedback. Like, I don't care if I get feedback. I would rather have the feedback and know where I can improve than get no feedback and pretend I'm okay. So I'm always willing to learn in that sense. But I just... It's like a blank boom. It was really weird. And I was like, see, yeah, the pandemic, that doesn't help either. And then my dad got sick and everything. Oh. But I have a sometimes case of try to run before I can walk. And I have to really, I've really had to try and bring myself back over the last months, years, not years, sorry, last few months and kind of be ready to be the beginner again and just be like, yeah, you know a certain amount, but you can always learn. So don't be afraid and just go back to basics if needs be. If you have to do the basics, the basics work. If you have not mastered the basics, do not try and go one step further stop overthinking it because you do tend to know more than the people you were training even if they've been training for a long time and that's something I've had to drill into myself again when I'm trying to write programs instead of overthinking it just be like you can do it you know how to do it stop being an idiot and here we are here today well I may have skipped over a bit no I'm kind of here today in the meantime, I've been building up my confidence and getting out on social media because something else I hated. I don't like being in front of things. This microphone is great because I can't see it, but I'm talking to you. And yeah, it's a funny old time, as they say. And I keep hearing people saying I'm sick of it now. And honestly, I don't care. It doesn't bother me. I suppose I'm lucky in a sense that the employment kind of thing is enough for me to get by. I'm trying to do a little bit extra here and there. And honestly, it's giving me time to make myself do stuff that I've been avoiding for fear of and not going well. And I'm okay with that. And I'm okay with knowing that. And instead of avoiding it now, I'm trying to do it because that is what I do. I avoid things that are scary. That is what we all do. And I've pushed my comfort zone by becoming a PT. I pushed my comfort zone by walking into the walking into the gym as the only girl in the weight section. And I was proud of that and I loved that. And it was more supposed to be about that story. And I kind of went off on a tangent about my whole life. So sorry if I bored you, but this is me. And I'm proud that I'm in a I became a PT or a coach and I I'm in the, I know I'm in the right walk of life. My ladder's up against the right wall, as you say. I'm working where I should do. And now I need to build my confidence in getting out and pushing my comfort zone and talking about who I am. Because I talk about all these concepts and about this is what you do and this is how you do it. Um, But I'm always scared to say what I'm like because, or who I am, or share who I am because. This will go back to why I started in the gym, but because who I was when I was younger felt like it wasn't good enough. So people don't need to know who I am now. But really, if you don't like who I am now, that isn't my problem. 
like I have a very loving boyfriend. I have a very loving family. I have two piggies and a pony who love being fed. I'm going to take it as a show of love. And I have friends I'm close to as well and they support me and yeah like at the end of the day I don't want everyone to love me so I'm just gonna start being me a bit more on this podcast and tell you more about me and my backstory and where I came from and this is something that's very difficult to me I'm not ashamed of who I am or who I came from but I'm not an emotional person I not that I'm going to get emotional I don't think I will anyway but I've always been like that I'm quite locked down I probably stems back from growing up I wasn't was never very well I used to get cry angry do you ever anger cry that is so frustrating because you're like I'm making a point I'm not upset you're just the last day to me um, yeah I'm one of those not anymore I think because I've become less, less reactive in the last few years but I think it's time to let people know who I am and if you like it fair enough and if you don't fair enough but I'm just gonna keep being me I'm gonna do me you do you if you want to come along for the ride you do you come along you're welcome um I truly believe, and I've kind of skirted around saying this, but I feel like it make it doesn't make me as genuine. I truly believe you need to take responsibility for yourself, for your actions, and stop blaming others, not you personally, but in general. I have started to do that. I have started to do it for a long time now, but I still wasn't necessarily taking responsibility well, I was like, I know the reason I may not be gaining traction that I want is because I'm holding back. But I, instead of doing it, my fear of putting myself out there was overriding that. So anyway, look, that's not a lecture, but do remember most of the time it is not someone else's fault. It's very rare that it's someone else's fault. And we don't like taking responsibility. We make excuses for everything. Now the coronavirus is the biggest excuse. And everyone's like, just mind yourself. And it frustrates me because I'm not like that. I'm like, you mind yourself fine, but just stay miserable then. You're going to stay miserable. Unfortunately, that's what's going to be. And I know people are going to be like, I can't control this. And you're like, no, you can't control the pandemic. But you can control your reactions to it. Okay? And how I reacted to it, and I'm not saying you have to do this, but it's how I reacted to it was trying to put out, build on stuff that I have been putting over. So I've tried like making sure I get consistent content. I make sure I train consistently. I make sure the podcast goes out every week. All this stuff that I know I can control and makes me feel better because I've taken control of them. I've started reading more, stuff like that. This is how I've handled it. I can't control the virus. I can't control the lockdown. But I can control what I do. And I can control how I react. And I'm not saying you have to do 10 million things a day. I'm saying take control 
build it up and you will feel better instead of hiding behind the pandemic as an excuse that is a little mini rant i'm sorry it's been annoying me for so long and i'm not saying you have to get fit or become get a phd or do anything but just do some little things that you can control every day and believe me it'll make things so so much easier for yourself not so much easier but like you will feel better like those little wins are really really important i think and that is why i train five days a week i run i show up to post content i write stuff regularly even though i don't know if people are gonna read it i i did an instagram live today no one showed up but i kept going because what else what am i gonna just turn it off and sulk no all i can control is my reaction and i'm gonna keep doing that and hopefully this will inspire you to keep doing it as well because we so often start things and never and like once it gets we have a day that we don't want to do it we give up and there's been days where i don't want to do this many days i don't want to do this stuff but i just fucking as you say put your big girl pants on and go out and do it and some days by the way like i don't do everything in sequence the way i've written it down sometimes i feel tired and i move something forward or i move something back or i do something change it around but i have core things that i do every day and i get them done because they are staples of my day that need to be done and i will feel better for getting them done than beating myself up over missing it and that's what we do we start something it gets tough we give up we give out about ourselves and we stop and we feel worse and it's a vicious cycle so instead of doing that take control on the days you don't want to do it pull up your big girl or big boy pants and do it anyway and the more you do it the easier it becomes and then you feel better about yourself and the more this compounds over time the more you feel better about yourself just like the more you don't do it compounds over time and the worse you feel and with that rant i think i'm gonna leave you i do apologize <laughs> i got very very uh into that but at the end of the day it's how i've been feeling and i feel like it's time to say it and if you don't like it that's fine and if you do like it fabulous you will find me on instagram at chrissy h fitness and you will find me on TikTok. I have rebranded it as Chrissy H Fitness because it seems silly that I'd getting rid of the NES. So Chrissy H Fitness on my socials, that is where you'll find me. I'm not as ranty on TikTok. You might see a bit more ranting on Instagram in the next while. But as ever, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this. And sorry if I made you feel uncomfortable, It's good, but it's good for you. Thank you again for listening to Why Not. Please hit that subscribe button or leave a review. And if you have any suggestions or feedback, feel free to hit me up on social media. Mm-hmm.